This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Never Podcast! Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Name Never Podcast. It is, listeners, the end of the season. We've all got over relegation, we've all got over new managers we've all got over just the uncertainty of what the next chapter will bring so we thought it was an appropriate time to basically say goodbye to last season by crowning our fantasy premier league winners regular listeners will remember towards the end of last season that statman dave tantalizingly teased us with promise of reigning champions and handing over to new champions and all sorts of end of season stats so without further ado Let's get on. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, and joining me, of course, is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show. It is Dave Statman Roberts. Hi, Dave. Hello, Natalie. I feel a little bit nervous this time, so I don't have a script. Listen, listeners, there was a bit touch and go as to whether we were going to do this preview show, because I went into the usual script, you know, that Dave likes his script, nothing. And... I went on and he said he's no script. We are effectively winging it. So goodness knows what carnage. More than usual, yes. Dave, don't give away our trade secrets. Um, And, and, you know, I I like to have my little pictures that you put on my scripts and all sorts of things. But um, you know what? When there's a script, things can go wrong. When we're winging it, everything's gone. So also joining us this evening, uh, we will get to some of our guests in a moment, but also joining us this evening is resident... FPL Pro Adam Dennett, who will, I'm pleased to announce, be playing a much more key role in our FPL season next season. Adam, how are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks, uh, Natalie. Uh, just fresh off uh, listening to the podcast from earlier this week uh, with the company news, some um, some good news there. And then just before we've come on tonight, the Ben Me video. Oh, so, don't. I can't talk about that. Yet. It. it is. We missed you in the analysis show. Where were you? You didn't come on. We were all we were all buoyant. You, you left us. Adam. Uh, yeah, well, I think it's, it was quite a wide ranging um, section of views, weren't it, really? And um, I was probably more in the Tom Camp, the no! um, like less optimistic, less optimistic <sighs> view. Yeah. The company, the company, well. uh, the, the company appointment's brilliant, and that has brightened it up. But uh, I felt a bit 
bit meh about it all since, um, <gasps> especially since the Benby announcement and all the players leaving. And yeah, it's um, it were a long, yeah. long hard season. Uh, I think once we start signing players, that'll that'll make me feel better. We've we signed a manager. Come on. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's. I didn't think. Um, I didn't want to doubt, uh, dampen, especially George's optimism. But Tom tried his best to do that as well. But he did. Yeah. Yeah. To be to be fair, which is probably not unexpected at all. Me and George were like the Duracell bunny jumping around in excitement. Tom was very yeah, whelmed. I think he said, and Rich was kind of in the middle. This is where he was. Um, Dave, you are nodding your head, saying that you were in camp, Tom, as well. What's the matter with you? What this is the team I've got to work with, listeners. When can we? What What do I need to do to drag some enthusiasm out of these lot? Dave, uh, what's the matter with you? I think once the season gets started and we win a few games, that'll kind of get the thing going. But it's yeah, it's a little bit getting used to things. Really, it's uh, a, a change we've had so long in the Premier League, six consecutive seasons. So to uh, to finally lose our status and go down, it was obviously a body blow, and uh, just takes a bit of getting used to. I think. It is, but we've been here before, guys. Come on. We've only had six seasons in the Premier League. It's going to be fine. Burnley Football Club was here before the Premier League and it will be here after it. So, anyway, now we've got that out of the way. Um, listeners, we also have some special guests this evening who I'm going to bring in shortly because we, of course, need to get down to business. I'm going to, I'm going to move away from the debacle that is enthusiasm levels. Um, we're here to crown some known and ever FPL winners. Dave, I cannot even remember when the last preview show was, never mind what we talked about in terms of the results. So I'm going to hand over to you. Uh, you can go rogue if you want, because I've got no idea what you're about to say. But come on, fill us in. What's been going on? Uh, well, yeah, we weren't able to do um, a final update, obviously, because the preview show was we did the Newcastle preview before uh, that game. Uh, and I think we may have missed one before that because the way the fixtures um, had fallen, we had, we had a midweek game and we weren't able to get uh, an interim update either. So there might have been one or two changes. What we do have, though, is we can confirm our top 10 of our main no-name ever league, as we said at the start of the season. We had 325 entrants this year. That was oh. a, a new record. Um, and we've got down to the uh, the crux of it. We've got our top 10. So okay. The top 10 Off you go. Please right. do. Do you need a drum roll? Do I need to get Matt to put in a... I don't know how to do a drum yeah, roll. Yeah, he'll sort that later. Okay, yeah. drum roll. Uh, Off you go. We have got our top 10. So we have got... Well... A confession to make before we start. Um, oh. I did say to Adam what we're going to do today, and we had a bit of a conflict beforehand. I said to Adam, well, we're going to do the top 10. Um, he kind of took umbrage at that slightly because um, he's in 11th <gasps> place. So oh. Adam Dennett is in 11th place on 2,500. Thanks, <laughs> Actually, hang on a second. Before you get into the top 10, you... And Adam had a conversation before we recorded about what we we're going to do tonight. When was anybody going to tell me what tonight's preview show was all about? I've been it was left in the, in the dark. You, you probably saw it, didn't you? Oh, okay. Did I not read something? Okay. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, Dave, for top 10, please. Off you go. Okay, we've got in 10th place, uh, Ursay on 2,510. Uh, 2,511 was D Hunter. Uh, in ninth place. Eighth place was Chris Horner, 2513. We had Chris Stanworth in seventh on 2516. All very close here, all this top 10. A uh, little bit of a jump. Sean Retty, who we had previously on one of our uh, FPL specials this season, on uh, 2529. That's sixth place. 
Uh, Jacob Satwell was in fifth on 2532. Callum Davis in fourth on 2534. Getting down to our top three now, we had Will Cooper in third place on 2539. And our top two <gasps> in second place was. Paul Paul <gasps> which Does this means, mean I won? Does this mean I won? Which means that our winner was Luke Ooh. Lambert. Yay! Five five points. The worthy winner. Excellent. And Thank you very much. Yes, we are delighted to let you know that Luke is with us. He is the special guest we've been teasing you with in the background. Luke, welcome to the Non and Ever Preview Show. It's lovely to have you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. I've, I've got a little bit of a confession to make. Uh-oh. I didn't actually realise that I'd won the, uh, <gasps> the the league until a few weeks afterwards because my coping me- mechanism for dealing with the debacle of the final day of the season was to come off social media, <laughs> not read any newspapers, not look at any um, not look at any league tables of anything. So I completely switched off and tried to do something completely different and. Yeah, so I actually didn't didn't have a clue that I'd won until uh, a few a few weeks a few weeks after that, the, the close. That's absolutely season, but... fine. Listen, we, we yeah. are all for media blackouts. Team none and ever. Literally, we didn't record a podcast for about six weeks, so you're all right. We couldn't bring ourselves to even get behind a microphone. Um, well, congratulations! It is the that is no mean feat. Three hundred and fifty-five. Did you say, Dave? Something like that. Um, players, I guess. Just talking you through this, and we do like to get our reigning champions on because. To me, the whole FPL thing is like an urban myth. I'm quite sure it doesn't. I don't know how you guys do it. I try really hard sometimes, and I always finish near the bottom. So what I want to get you setting off on, please, Luke, is like, what was your strategy? How do you approach FPL? I think the key thing that I mentioned on the on one of the previous shows was to, to make sure that you spend as much time as you can on it. Um, you know, a lot of these things, it's, it's about looking at, looking at different um, people who put, put things on social media so you can get information from them, following, um, following you know, what the, what the top players in the world are doing and, and sort of following their lead on, on, on things. You need a bit of luck, which I've, I've, already, I've, I've always said in my previous years, sometimes I've done pretty well and sometimes I've done, I've done quite badly. And, so that, and that's, that's often down to, often down to luck. Um, and yeah, just, just take each week as it comes. Try not to be reactionary. Um, if something happens in a, in a previous week, try not to make your transfers too soon or, or do anything because you're annoyed or because you're frustrated. Maybe just wait until um, until nearer, nearer the time. I do know people who set alarms on the phone um, to remind them of the deadlines and things like that. Um, wow, this take is intense. Very, very seriously. Um, but, but yeah, no, um, it's, it, yeah, I mean, putting, putting as much time as you can into it is, is very important, I would say. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely something that I do struggle with. And I think I mean, I I have an equivalent of the alarm going off in that I have Dave. So instead of an alarm going off on my phone to remind me of the deadline, I get a message once a week from Dave going Bromley FPL team. And actually, I, I suspect my strategy this season of realizing about three weeks into AFCON that I still had half a squad that were at AFCON probably didn't help. And they not just as a, a suggestion listeners. Um so I, I think Luke, in terms of of um doing your research and doing your homework, what what resources are there out there? So some of our players, we've had some players who have joined every single one of our leagues who will join again next year. Um 
like where do you send them what do you reckon what do you recommend that they do in terms of their research I think looking at things like injury injury tables ah, um, yeah. so trying to find out who, who's injured making and, and if you know you know early early on that, that a player is going to be injured for a few weeks thinking about how you know you obviously want to get that player out as, as soon as you can and replace them that's important looking at the um, the, the fixtures well in advance and you can, there are plenty, plenty of people on, on Twitter who, who put um, the fixtures out there somebody called Ben Krellin he's, he's very good and he, he tells you what fixtures are out when um, and, and just like I say looking on social media as, as, as much as you can um, some people actually have their own FPL social media accounts so all their all their content is, is just uh, is just based on um, based on social media um and, and you know and, and I'm for FPL. Um I've just got a question for you, Luke. Um I think a big um big thing that impacted your season looking at it was your chip strategy because obviously you're at, oh. at the top of the, the table for a long time up until maybe around game week 30 and then maybe drop drop down a few places. But then obviously you played all your chips quite close to the end um and and regained top spot back to where you were for most of the season um how important um do you think planning for the chips is and what do you make of your success with them this season yeah i, th I think again pl planning ahead it's been very difficult with the covid um covid position th this season but i think sometimes that the response with, with, with chips is to play them early doors if you have a bad game week early doors but 38 game weeks is a lot so, you know, if, you, if you're playing your wild card in, in the first few weeks or, you know, you've only got you've only got uh, one or, or sorry, two wild cards. And if you're playing them early, early on, it's it's it's, it's difficult. Um, so, yeah. So make, making sure that you keep them in the bank as, as, for as long as you possibly can and trying to use them. Trying to trying to not do something too drastic with them, use them um, in a way that's the percentage play. Um, to talking about percentage, I was, I was saying um, previously, a lot of poker players um, are very, very good at FPL, and I believe Natalie, you're a you're a poker player yourself. Yeah, I, I'm so, definitely um, an exception to that norm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but but and I think sort of working out sort of the percentage play and, and, and keeping the strategy consistent. Yeah. is important and I think the same the same is of, of games like like poker so um yeah, yeah using that similar hey, um, Natalie um Natalie might be a poker player but she's also got the Bromley curse um Antonio was averaging 13 points a game when she brought him into his team and after that point he got sent off and averaged three points a game for the rest of the season. You see, so, uh, I would argue that that was the Dennett curse because that was the one week <laughs> in the season that I took your advice. I messaged him separately and went, look, you know, I really want to, I want to contribute this year and I want to do better than I have been doing. What can I do? And he told me to put Antonio in my squad. Got sent off and then was rubbish for the rest of it. So actually that's a Dennett curse, not a Bromley curse. Um, but no, I, I think, Luke, those points are really, really good. I, I genuinely don't understand in some respects, why I am so rubbish at FPL, because the game theory is something that I'm massively passionate about. I apply it to my poker play a lot. And I love, one of the things that I love about poker is the the strategy behind the game, particularly tournament poker. It's like test cricket. It's like chess. It's, you know, it's, there's so much to think about it. I suspect my problem is, is that it's just time. I have 
too little of it and I'm too stretched all the time with the things that I've got on. But as Dave will testify, this season, when I've started to understand what those magic beans actually are, that they do things, and with Dave's little reminder to do something with my team every week. I finished, I think, higher up this year than I ever have done, Dave, didn't I? I think I did, you know, baby steps, baby steps. Well, do you want, do you want to actually go through? We've got uh, five of us who are in the podcast as mini-league, and yes. I can give you your uh, standings. I think um, we, As we said, we had 325 uh, managers overall, um, and I think you were dicing with relegation pretty much all of last season, uh, but this season you stayed well clear uh, you finished on 1,766 points, and that's in 271st place. So there were more than 50 managers that's my best below ever. you. Best ever score. Yep. Excellent. Um, uh, above you, uh, Matt was in 209th position with 1,921. Uh, George was in third now mini league, 191st uh, overall, uh, 1,950 points. Um, I improved year on year. I got up to 53rd place out of 325, which I was, I was, try, I was aiming for top 50, didn't quite get there. Uh, we got 53rd in our overall league, 2292. And Adam, we've already mentioned, uh, well ahead. Uh, not only was he top in our mini league, 2504, 11th overall, but he was also the uh, no near never podcaster's mini league cup winner. So he, he beat you, Natalie, in the final. You, you beat me in the semi-final. I was going to say, I'm sure um, I won something in that. Yeah, you p- played Adam in the final, and, and I got more points than both of you in the final week, but obviously I'd been knocked out, so that's uh, cup football See, for you. That's, that's Adam's retribution, because a couple of weeks before, it was our head-to-head match, and I absolutely annihilated him. I, I, was, I, I got about 80 on points one season, which, which is a lot for me, one season, one week. Um, well, I think I think one of the things that we would like to do, um, I was thinking about this the other day, um, I haven't run this past producer Matt yet, so um, sorry, Matt, but I think it would be a really nice touch if we invite our reigning champions to enter our non ever mini podcasters league next season, so that they can go so ahead you've got and get no into us. So <laughs> it's rude. It's just rude. So uh, Luke obviously is our league winner and uh, our cup winner, who we'll reveal shortly. I think would be very nice to invite them to our league next season. Um, but please go gently on us. Um, before we move on to the rest of the show, then Luke, I guess um, almost like the dream dinner guest question, but a bit of an FPL twist on it. If you could have a head-to-head game next season. FPL with any current playing footballer, who would you choose? Oh, an FPL. Gosh, that's an interesting question. Uh, I suppose it'd have to. I'd go Ash, Ashley Barnes because I think I'd beat him. Okay, that that was cold. I was thinking on the lines of oh, it would be really great tactics. I went, who can I beat, Ashley Barnes? <laughs> Do you know yeah. what? This is what makes champions. Champions, yeah. they are ruthless. <laughs> The, the thing the thing that's I, I've got a bit of a um, a beef my, my cousin which is Matthew Lambert also a Burnley fan I've said he's not allowed to enter the No Name Ever podcast FPL league because he's actually finished he, he actually finished 543rd in the world overall <gasps> no way is, that's amazing yeah, which is like crazy so and, and he's he's a keen poker player and he takes it incredibly seriously how do I not so, know your cousin um, <laughs> Matthew so, so, yeah, so, he's, a, he's he's a very very good uh, good FPL um, stalwart and he's uh, he's done very well um, just one final point on, on, yeah, on sure. FPL 
I think it actually might be easier next season with Burnley out of the Premier League because you don't have that same emotional connection to um, picking your teams. But like I had Corne in for three or four weeks, but it was, it was a bit ridiculous. I just thought Corne's going to score. I actually brought McNeil in for, for a couple of weeks. Ooh, um, and I was like, surely <laughs> he, he's due a goal or an assist. Surely, just law of averages. He's, he's gonna he's, he's gonna create something or score soon. So yeah, maybe maybe that'll make it a little bit easier for everyone uh, next next season. Having That's that, a um, really good tip. Yeah, emotional, I think I had Ben um, Me in all the... season. I think uh, like literally on that <laughs> same emotional pull, I was like Ben Me, and we were shipping about four goals a, a game. Um, well, Luke, are you gonna stay around for the rest of the show? We'd love to have you because we're gonna do a, a bunch yeah, of fun I can do that. That's no problem. Like, do drop off if you need to, but yeah, it'd be great if we could keep the rest of the season. Um. Lambert, Lambert, so I'm calling you all by the wrong names, Dennett. 11th. What is this performance? You didn't even break into the top 10. You're supposed to be our expert. I know, disappointing. If uh, if they're going to be breaking into the mini league, I think my um, my expert uh, tag is under this threat. Is I need to up my game next season. <laughs> this is why I've done it. I want to give you some competition because you're, you're far too far ahead the rest of us. I want to give you a little bit of a run for your money. Um, I think you've, you very much shared a lot of Luke's tips there, didn't you? You've talked a lot to us this season about uh, what we're going to do. Um, I guess before we go on to crown our cup and then look at the known and ever alternative awards, um, we haven't yet decided what format our FPL is going to take next year in terms of a podcast, but we know that's something that you're going to be leading from the team. Um, what can our listeners be doing over the summer to prep for next season, if anything, or is it just too soon? Uh, no, I think it's probably a good day to, um, to ask that question because the, the fixtures were released this morning. Um, so I think that's that's your first first part of call. Um, and then uh, there's, there's some quite obvious ones. Liverpool and Man City both have really good runs at the start of the season. Um, but I think it's at the start, it's picking players that um, have had a good pre-season and, and, and guaranteed starters for the for the sides. There's no harm in going for the template team at the beginning um, and then jumping on um, the players that are obviously on, on form at the start. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's my advice. I'm I'm quite relieved you're keeping FPL and not making us play the fantasy championship game because. After oh, no. so many years outside of the championship, I would not know where to start on that one. No, I would be picking eleven Burnley players because I wouldn't even know. Actually, you can't even do that, can you? Because the rules don't like. Yeah, I would. I would be doing that thing. And actually, this this may be a strategy I adopt. When you actually, when you say there's no harm starting with the, the template team, by that do you mean when you just press that pick me a team and then you stick with it, and about six weeks later you remember yeah. to change it because that's kind of what I do. No, so it's probably like the high ownership um, players. So um, you'll be able to. Yeah, there's people who there's people on Twitter who will be probably giving advice from an early stage. Um, a lot of F- FPL experts out there will do a lot of the analysis for you. Um, there's no harm with going with that. Yeah, you probably have the odd odd gut pick, but if you go too much against it. You risk having a terrible start and and just really struggling from the off. Excellent. I'm gonna um, do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna finish top fifty next year. I'm gonna finish above Dave. That is definitely what's gonna happen next season. Above Dave and in the top fifty. There you go, listeners. That is my statement of intent. I'm very 
um, competitive apart from when it comes to FPL. Um, Dave, I think then let's wrap up FPL by crowning our cup champion, please. I'm still not entirely sure what this was, but I'm going to defer to your better judgment and uh, tell us what well, happened. Just to recap for you, the cup was basically, a, I think it's a relatively new thing they brought in. What, what happens is, depending on how many um, managers you've got in your league, uh, you have sort of a preliminary round and then you have a knockout and the intention is to get to the final two for the final week of the season, for week 38. So it kind of works back. Week 38, you've got your final with two. Week 37, you've got four, eight, 16, 32, yeah. so on. So I think we start around week 30. So there was like a prelim round and then it kind of worked through 31, 32, 33, right through until the uh, the end of the season. So we got to the point where we had the... Uh, penultimate week of the season, again, week 37. Uh, and our four semi-finalists were uh, Aidan Thompson and Lee Banks. And Lee Banks won that semi-final, uh, got through to the final. And in the other semi-final, it was very close again. Uh, we had uh, Basil Illenkainer uh, and Craig Smith. And it was uh, Basil who got through to the final. Uh, and when the finals played, these were the scores they accumulated in that game week 38. Uh, Lee Banks with 68 points against 34 was our winner. So Lee Banks was our well, we were supposed to have Lee on as well, but I think we might have uh, had a few technical issues because he's not yet joined our Zoom call. Um what we will do, um, we'll try and get hold of Lee and get some comments from him and we'll put them on social media separately, a little bit of a, um, a thank you and acceptance speech. But Lee, congratulations. Um, both you and Luke, as our reigning champions, do qualify for a prize. Um, I'm not telling you what it is, and there's a very good reason for that, in that I don't yet know what it is. Um, Matt and I will will get all of the end-of-season prizes and everything bought in the next couple of weeks and distributed over the summer. So both of you, please do drop us your addresses in the DMs, and we will get those sent out to you. Um, and don't forget, to all of our players who won uh, Manager of the Month awards, please, this year, you do qualify for the very wonderful Known and Never sticker. And I think we only managed to send three out. Not everybody got in touch. So um, we will put on social media who the um, nine, it must be nine in the end, Manager of the Month uh, winners were. And if you've not yet claimed your sticker, please do so. Uh, is that everything on FPL? Dave, was there anything else we needed? I think, so. I think it's an interesting conversation you're saying about next season. It's... It's kind of, I can see the point of view to say, well, no, there's no Burnley players in it next season. So in some ways that simplifies it. It takes that emotional uh, decision out for picking Burnley players. But again, I think there's kind of a, a little tinge of sadness that the, there won't be any Burnley players in there for, for next season. That's kind of a, well, yeah, a, a, a bit of a bittersweet one really in terms of, um, of FPL for next season. I think it's one of those where I'm kind of, not tuning into it now, although I did see it was interesting uh, this morning. The fixtures came out at nine o'clock within 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, ben Crowley had basically posted a spreadsheet. Wow. Of all the uh, how, how we get this, I don't know, but he had all the uh, fixtures, so all, all the 38 fixtures, who they were playing, whether it was a harder and easy fixture, um, whether they were home or away. So it's all colour coded. They could see what the uh, picture difficulty was. So yeah. as a starting point, that's uh, as a resource, we're saying Amazing. that's uh, fantastic to have. But uh, yeah, I think it's one of those where, as it gets towards the start of the season, then kind of the interest will uh, will build for that. And although obviously Burnley aren't involved, we'll still uh, be covering that next season. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, please don't tip me over the edge, Dave, just because it's painful enough is um, is today. And we've had fixtures released. We've had FPL updates that we're not involved in. And Ben Mee's farewell video. I'm a I'm an emotional wreck this evening, listeners. It's going to we, be... We've, all, we've also had Nathan Collins scoring <gasps> absolutely yes! for Ireland. And I still can't stop thinking about his handball against um, Newcastle yes. in the game of the season. Um, I'm not friends with him play, yet. Like back to back I, I've forgotten Ireland, about that, anyway. actually. Yeah, I, I haven't forgotten. Well, it's the same thing as well. Did we all see the the slightly uh, unsavoury spat between um, Veghorst and, yeah, and Connor Roberts? Uh, so why couldn't you do that for Burnley? I mean, Connor Roberts asking the question that every single Burnley fan was asking, so fair play to him. It was like, he speaks for all of us, Vout, every single one of us. Um, and yeah, they've still not made friends yet. Um, but I, I also got quite alarmed today that... Nathan Collins, when he was talking about um, company, said he what he doesn't know where he will be in the next ten years, at uh, ten days. I was like, well, you're not you're not going anywhere. We can't lose Nick Port, Ben, me, Tarkey, and Collins. It, that, that, I'm I'm quitting. That's the case. I'm going to quit football. Right, let's let's move on. Before we go, listeners, we are going to um, have a little bit of fun to round off the season. Because we, as we do in most seasons, sent out on social media the known and never alternative awards show. And we asked you five categories of items that we wanted you to predict what won the known and never alternative awards. So let's go through what those were. So first up, category number one. And Adam, I'm going to come to you first to talk to this. It is our unsung hero of the season now before we get on to who the nominations for this category were who did you think of what, what who immediately sprang to mind as somebody that you would want to nominate uh probably oh god i can't remember i voted for now it's been that long um Ouch. first one that, <laughs> uh, first one that uh that springs to mind is um is nathan collins um just because of how brilliant he was when he came in, especially early part of the season when he hadn't played a big part. Um, every time he came to the side, he, he performed admirably. Um, and then hopefully that people won't just remember him for that um, gaff against Newcastle in the last game. Overall, I thought he was tremendous last season for someone 20 years old. Yeah. Uh, so that. That was the first one that sprang to mind, but like I said, I can't even remember if you were nominated. Never mind who ah. I voted for. Yeah. Well, luckily, I'm here to put you out of your misery there, Adam. I'm there. To, I'm here for you. Don't you worry. The four nominated players for your unsung hero of the season was Nick Pope. Unsung hero? I'm not sure I agree with that, but Nick Pope was number one. Uh, Jack Cork, number two. Nathan Collins was indeed number three. And the other one was Mike Jackson. Now, I've got an issue with Nick Pope and Mike Jackson being in this list because I think they were very sung heroes. I think we were loading them from the rooftops. I think very much... What are you trying to show me here? Oh, I, I did vote for Nathan You Collins. did vote for Nathan Collins. Yeah. This is this made great radio listeners, but Adam somehow was flashing up his his like phone screen to my Zoom call, which, of course, bounces off the light. And I've got no idea what he was talking about. I thought I was yeah, seeing things then. I thought I was moving to the light um well with a whopping 35 percent of the votes listeners you chose nathan collins as your um 
unsung hero of the season. Now, Luke, we talked about this slightly off air before we came on here, and um, we're not quite over the fact yet that um, we're not a not forgiving him for his handball against Newcastle, but also since the end of the season, he seems to be playing like some Brazilian superstar for his country. What's going on there? Yeah, crazy. It's um, his golfer. <laughs> his golfer Highland was um, was absolutely brilliant. Um, and I just really, really hope that he does stay with us, particularly given that Tarkovsky and, and, and me have gone and he's, he's the mainstay of our defence for the next five years. Um, I think he's a top player. Um, he's only 20, which when you actually think about it is, is astonishing, really, his ability for a 20-year-old. I actually got a, got a friend who's a Stoke City supporter and I spoke to him when he joined Burnley and I said, what, what's, what's Collins like? And he said, I'll be captain of Ireland one day without any oh, questions wow. at all. So, um, all that. so yeah, so it's um, it's good. And I just, I just really, really hope we can keep him and, and hope that he's, um, he's with us for, for a long time. Amen to that. Uh, well, let's move on to our next category. And David, would have come to you with this one. Our next award was our result of the season. Now, before we get on to the nominations, what sprang to mind for you when you looked, thought about a result? Uh, well, I nominated this one when we were discussing it previously. My nomination oh. from Unsung Hero didn't get included in the uh, four, strangely. Oh, I'm uh, really but... glad I came to you on this one then. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I, 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 I went for uh, Billy Mercer in the Unsung Hero because I think he, the time he'd been at the club and obviously went without so much of a, well, very much of a goodbye. He was my uh, left field nomination. Uh, but in terms of results of the season, I thought that um, our win against Everton should have been really the springboard for uh, for our survival. Wasn't in the end, but uh, yeah, fantastic comeback uh, under the lights at Turf Moor. Fantastic result against a, a team who we were uh, well down there with uh, at that point in in time, and uh, they were really struggling. Um, and that was my nomination for results of the season, and uh, it came to fruition. That's the one that the uh, listeners have voted for. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, I was gonna I was gonna build that up then, listeners, and give you the, the four nominated characters and who won, but Dave's just just an anyway, so you know what? Do you know what I told you? I told you at the beginning of the show that Dave was gonna go rogue. This is what happens when we don't have a script. It starts giving away answers. But let's let's backtrack slightly. Um yes, Everton at home did indeed get um the award for results of the season with a whopping 49 percent of the votes and um, the other three um fixtures in that category were Spurs at home the one nil win uh Watford away which was my uh, that was the one that I chose actually that did come the very close second with 34 percent um and Wolves at home the one nil was just two percent but they were the ones that were there um I'm gonna stay away from Dave now before he ruins anything else um Luke I'm gonna come to you with this one our third uh, and penultimate no actually we've got so we've got two more categories after this one. So our third uh, nomination, um, sorry, category for non and ever alternative award of the season was goal of the season. Now, Luke, surely we could have just put four corner goals in this. Yeah, um, I thought the corner free kick against Leeds was was a good one. I think probably um, probably that's my my favourite goal of the season. Partly because it's against Leeds, um, who I have a even bigger hatred for now than I did a Same. few weeks ago. Same. Um, so yeah, corner against Leeds. Just just the technique of that of that free yeah, kick it was, was a good goal. brilliant. Um, 
but meaningless. But anyway, still, oh, still my favourite, I think. How cold our hearts are. Um, well, actually, for the first time since we did this, that did not make the shortlist. I will tell you the four that we did get nominated for this award. Corne's goal against Leicester was one that was in there. Um, we had a second corner goal against Palace. Both of those were deemed to be better ones than the Leeds goal. Um, Connor Roberts against Southampton and J-Rod against Manchester United. Um, your winner, listeners, with a, again, massive, massive whopping 54% of the votes was Kone versus Palace. So it seemed very fitting that we would end up with a corner goal. Adam, feels kind of sad about relegation, doesn't it? That we're probably going to lose him now and we only got a few short weeks with a pre-AFCON Maxwell corner in our side. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's part of, well, probably one of the biggest um, biggest disappointments that we did actually have a, a very encouraging transfer window last summer, uh, bringing in the likes of corner and Roberts and Collins and then Obviously, with the the previous transfer windows that have probably resulted in us um, in us getting relegated, the under under investment over a long period, it's it would have been interesting if we had stayed up. Um, whether we'd have continued to uh, invest in um, the youth and um, and foreign market, which we might do anyway, but obviously not to the level that we could have done. Um, just his enthusiasm throughout the season really was infectious from right from the off. Uh, watched him against Rochdale in the League Cup, and he were he were trying to get the fans up when we won a corner, and he just like who's who is this guy? <laughs> just brilliant. Um, just so different than what we've been used to before, and um, and yeah, the amount of goal, even the one against Leeds could have been nominated. The one against Brentford. Uh, oh yeah, the Brentford one. Yeah, did a step over and whacked it in top corner. Just so much quality there. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it dropped off a bit, but um, yeah, you. Th- uh, you'd think it would be the last we'll see him in his um, in a Burnley shirt, but um, yeah, we'll um, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I'm not going to wait and see. I'm pretty sure we won't do. Uh, quick question for you before we move on from Corney, Luke: Will Burnley Football Club ever get a cooler player than Maxwell Corner? I say no. I I agree with you. I think he's been <laughs> absolutely. I, I think he's been absolutely brilliant, and I think. The thing for me is that he's really, really enjoyed playing for Burnley Football Club. Yeah, and I think that resonates with a lot of supporters. And I think it's really, really important that you have that connection between um, players like him and and the supporters. And, and to be honest, I think it's almost the opposite of, of Wakehorst. Um, yes. You know, w- w- Wakehorst is, you know, somebody who's come come from a different culture um, and come, come to Burnley. And that that connection just, just just hasn't been made, even though he had a pretty good start on the pitch. Like the, yeah. the, the assists that he got, I can't remember who it was who it was against, where he, he lays someone in. Um, was that that J Rod? Did he did he put in? I think for for yeah, one of the goals. United. I can't remember. Yeah, and, any, anyway, was, yeah. and and you know you know you were hopeful that he would hit the ground running and, and carry it forward, but but he didn't do. Whereas Courtney has just been. Magnificent, and and the fact that he's that he's probably going to leave is is is, is sad. But um, good good luck to him, and I, w- I wish him genuinely all the very best, and I hope he has a really really good good Same. career. Yeah, gosh, it's an emotional roller coaster. Is this week's episode, isn't it? I feel like I might need a <laughs> stiff drink by the time we finish recording this one. Um, let's move on before we all start weeping into our cups of tea. Uh, Dave, I'm coming back to you on this one now. Can you please try not to spoil the results this time, please, Dave? Thank you. Try and keep you in check. 
Um, the penultimate award tonight even is limbs of the season. Now, I'm going to put my grandma head on here a little bit. I'm not sure I'm cool enough to understand this fascination with limbs. What does this mean? What it, can somebody explain to me what limbs of the season? Is it just when the crowd goes bananas and everybody jumps up and down and goes crazy? Is that all it is? That's pretty much it, yeah. Lim, what, limbs of the season. Okay, you know what? I've gone past that stage in my life where I care about being cool, so I'm all right with the fact that I don't fully understand what this means. That said, we do have some nominations. Dave, I'm going to talk you through them and you can tell me if you agreed with any of these. I think this might be a better strategy than you spoil That's probably things. better, yeah. Yes, there will be limbs if you spoil more things. I'm not sure that works, but never mind. Uh, first of all, I can't read this because Twitter's gone into my thing. Brownhill's goal at Watford. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. There was limbs in my living room because I wasn't out of it. Corner's free kick against Leeds is the second one. Is that the goal that you were just talking about then, Luke? That's the goal, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Corner's winner against Everton. Oh, my days. That was, oh, my gosh. I think I was going to pass out with that. And finally, Ben Mee's header against Spurs. I think it's pretty clear which one of those was a clear winner, Dave. But did any of those resonate with you in terms of being the limbs of the season? Um, well, I can understand all of them. I can um, less less so on Corne. That was, we only um, drew the game. We won the other three, so that kind of makes a difference. I think to to, to be top of this one, you've probably got to be a late winner. That, that always helps. It's got to be a spectacular goal. So um, my nomination was the Corne winner against Everton. I think there were the fact it was at uh, Turf Moor, um, that helped. So there's obviously a lot more of us there to see it. Um, but uh, have our have our listeners gone for that one or have they gone for a different one? Oh, well, 29% of our listeners did agree with you, Dave. However, unfortunately, there was a very disproportionate amount of voting and two of these only got 2% and 5%. So with a massive 64% of the votes, it did go to Brownhill's winner at Watford, which I think is probably justified. I think that was that was the moment where I genuinely believed that I thought we were going to survive. I, I thought that was that for me was the peak of the momentum under Jackson when that winner went in against Watford, and to see that side go from being down and losing and just the horror of it all to turn it around away from home like that, I thought was, was spectacular. So, yes, there you go, listeners. And a newly crowned limbs of the season. I still don't get this. Please, somebody come on and explain this to me. Somebody way cooler than me. Um, okay, finally, we're going we're gonna to end with our special guest because that's what we do on this show. We're going to come back to you, Luke, with the final alternative award of the season, and that is Nick Pope's Save of the Season. Now, this doesn't really work for radio, but Matt quite handily said, see image below for a quick reminder. Um, Generally speaking, then, Luke, before we get on to a specific save, Nick Pope, absolutely, possibly his best season for us this year. Discuss. I would say not his best season for us. I thought he took a bit of time to get going. I thought in the early oh, weeks of the course. season. Oh, of course, yeah, he did, didn't um, he? Yeah, there, were, right. there were a few games that, that he wasn't, wasn't quite at his best. But just again, just to pay tribute to him as a as an individual and as a player, I think he's been absolutely magnificent um, for for this football club. When he came in for Heaton, I remember it was the Crystal Palace at home game mm. all those years ago when Chris Wood scored. We were one nil up, 
heat and goes off injured and you think that's it we're going to be really really struggling here and he, he comes in and, and he's just just performs brilliantly from that moment and he's he's been been great and just just a credit to him and I I think again bias I I think he's England's best goalkeeper and, I, and yeah. I'd have him in the England side and I think he's and again if he, if he moves on although there doesn't seem to be that, that much interest in him at the, at the minute no I think I, I, I was quite surprised about that but um yeah um, well that that's I, quite interesting because yeah. that's where I was going to go next with this Luke in that um, there's been quite a lot of discussion on Twitter this week about nobody showing any interest yet. And actually, you know, we're valuing them at a good 30, 40 million. And I think one of the most obvious points behind this is that leaving Burnley won't do anything for his England chances. He's not going to displace Pickford as number one. No. Um, he's probably still going to make, he's probably established enough in that England side to still go in as number third, number three choice, even if he's playing in the championship. So actually... What's the point of leaving? And actually, who's going to pay the 30, 40 million that we expect from him in terms of valuation? I think we could end up with him next season. Yeah, the one club I think might come in from is Newcastle. They're the only ones I'm, I'm oh, worried no. about at the minute. New, um, Newcastle cannot have any more Burnley players. I do not like that club and I do not no. like Eddie Howe and they're not having any more. Um, there was a, did no. I see a rumour somewhere that West Ham might be looking at him as a replacement for Fabianski? Although I, I would suggest it might go a bit younger than Pope for a replacement there. Yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think, Adam? Do you think, think, where do you think he'll end up? Well, there's rumours gathering today about Newcastle. His, his odds on to sign for Newcastle now, especially yeah. with um, Henderson Henderson looking like he's heading to Nottingham Forest on, on loan from United because he was the goalkeeper more strongly linked with Newcastle. Uh, it surprised me slightly, given uh, the reputation that he's, uh, he's picked up and not be able to play the ball out with his feet. But I think he, he kind of improved on that at the end of the season with when when Jackson came in, he was distributing it quickly with his with his throwing. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe they've uh, they've got more faith than uh, than the media having him. But the fact that he's only got eight caps after being so consistent over yeah. over all those years and yeah, you can count the mistakes on one hand. He's just so calm, and yeah, he's been f- fantastic for us. And uh, yeah, he should he should be close to the England number one spot than than he, he is right now. I completely agree. Well, this is a very difficult category to do a shortlist because it is more visual than it is anything. So I'm just going to go tell you who the the result was. Forty eight percent of you listeners awarded his um, Traore header save um, at Villa away. It was the Nick Pope save of the season. But if you do head to our Twitter page, uh, like I say, producer Matt has put a little handy cheat sheet on there just to show you uh, some visuals of Nick Pope saves, which we might all be crying over. If if we end up with a, a farewell video from Nick Pope, I'm, I'm done. I, I literally will. I'll quit Twitter because I can't. I can't cope with crying so much. Um, so there we have it, listeners. Let's not dwell anymore. We are going to wrap up. The 21-22 season of the preview show right there. We have had a fantastic time this season bringing you all the stats and all the previews ahead of a jam-packed, often disrupted Premier League um, season. Dave, a very, very special thanks from me and on behalf of all of our listeners for the unbelievable amount of work you've put in this season to making the preview show. This is an incredible product that I am so lucky to collaborate with you on. I get to just listen to some fantastic stats and I get to 
hear firsthand the just great work that you put in behind the scenes and getting all this together. We really hope that you'll be with us next season. We think we will be. We think we can talk you into it. We can sign you for another season, um, which will look very different because it's a championship season. Um, so Dave, Matt and I listeners will sit down in the summer, actually, which is getting on a bit now. We better get a move on. Um, just to have a think about how the preview show can change next season and what it's going to look like and how we deliver um, content to you in a very 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 jam-packed championship season with earlier cup games etc etc so watch this space we will get our heads together and we will let you know what we will bring but Dave in the meantime thank you so much for everything you've done and um, my thanks also to our special guest Luke again congratulations our league winner and to our resident FPL expert Adam oh hang on Dave's Dave's wagging his finger at me listeners I think we're going to get I'm going to get interrupted here go on Dave what have I done I now? had a terrible thought uh-oh. I had a terrible thought that we set a quiz question at the at, in our Newcastle United preview show and we haven't given the answer to it. Did we? Well, if I had a script, I would have known. I'm just saying. Okay, Dave, very quickly, did we set a quiz question? We did. I've just checked, Ooh, yes. Would what you like was to it? give the answers for that? Put, uh, our listeners ask their mystery since it's been weeks since we I'm going to rely on you to do this because I literally have nothing. I have no, no content in front of me. No, nothing. Go on, what was it? Right. Well, the quiz question was, uh, prior to this season, so the season that's just finished, uh, Burnley had only won four Premier League matches in the month of May. And sadly, uh, even though we're playing lots of matches in May, we didn't uh, do too well this season. Uh, but I wanted to know the names of the four teams we'd beaten uh, in Premier League matches in May. West Ham? Hull City? Uh, Ooh, well, you know show. what? Okay, I'll, I'll give our listeners a little um, treat here. I normally put a quiz answer on the spreadsheet, on the uh, on the notes that we do. And uh, you actually realised when we are going through in the previous ones, if you hovered over that cell, it gives you the answer. So you know what I've done this time? Oh, God, go on. I've put a little note on there that says, no cheating, exclamation mark. <gasps> See... That would have been fine if you'd have given me a script, then you could have properly warmed me up about it, but you didn't. So, joke's on you, Dave. <laughs> well, it, it, it is, particularly as I can't remember who the four teams oh, were. Oh, for goodness sake. I know, well, I know well, the answers. Well, go okay, go on, Adam, go on. Because, uh, well, I assume... You, I have you just Googled I this? No, no, I sent Dave the answers and he gave me yeah, a thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, Adam Ooh. did send me the answers and got them right. So, uh, yeah, so, you want to put uh, us out of our misery? Yeah, I think it was... Uh, Spurs in no nine ten season. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hull. Oh, good shout, Luke. Villa in the season that we got relegated. Twenty fourteen fifteen. Um, both away games, and then Fulham away in last season. Last the season season. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I knew there was a London club in there. That's that is really that's impressive. Well, uh, we have genuinely no idea if anybody got it right because do you know what? Would this be a known and ever podcast without a little bit of chaos towards the end? That this is a fitting way to end the season with a little bit of well, chaos. Well, it, it, it is, Natalie, as well, because it brings us in neatly to something we're going to do as well. We've got, um, we had Pope Master as our quiz oh, yes. last summer. Adam Dennett was our uh, reigning champion. And we decided to sing a little bit different this season. Uh, rather than doing the individual recorded podcasts and go through uh, that process, um, I've actually compiled. 15 deviously difficult Burnley quiz questions, Ooh. plus a tiebreaker. 
So what I'm going to do is I've got that ready. If anyone would like to enter, uh, if they could go through the normal channels so they can either send us a direct message, please, on Twitter. Uh, that's at no never. They can email us, previewshow at no never.net. Uh, and we will get those quiz questions to you. And then we'll give you maybe a week or two. And we're, we're going to be upfront on this. You can Google it if you like, or use any other uh, Burnley stats resources that might be out there. There might be one or two uh, you could use um, and see who can come up with the uh, most correct answers. Excellent. I think the plan is as well, I think that we are going to do a show where we reveal the answers. So if yes. you want to play around with just, just for fun listeners, you're more than welcome to. But if you want to be in with a shout of actually winning and being our summer, the big known and ever summer quiz winner this year, you will need to submit your answers before we record that show. We will mark them and we will unveil live on air who our winner this year will be. Um, and we'll have Adam on there as well. So our reigning Portmaster quiz champion will hand over to our big known and ever summer quiz winner. So he keep that on again. social. He won't win again. Uh, I'm not going to let him. Actually, shall we? I, I would say we're not allowed. To, he's not allowed to. Um, he's not allowed to enter. Oh, is he not? No. Mm. Yeah, you can. You can. That's you can. I'll let you. I'll let you answer. Um, right. So yeah, do, do keep an eye on social media for those listeners because we'll get those. Uh, we'll get that launched in the next week or so, and then we'll have a little bit of fun. Um, that is definitely all we've got time for now. So my thanks as ever go to everybody who has contributed to getting this podcast out on air to my special guests um luke and adam for uh, giving up their time today to go through all of those fun and frolics uh dave again obviously i've already thanked dave once but for dave statman roberts for uh, compiling this list tonight and getting everything out there uh, producer matt who constantly um, has to edit some quite <laughs> difficult recordings of the preview show and for his general uh, work on the Known Enough podcast. But finally to you, the listeners, for downloading and listening to this episode. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. We will be back next season, listeners. Do stay tuned. We cannot wait to be by your side in the championship season. Um, see what this next chapter will bring, but no matter what happens, all of the clarets will be in it together. Um, so have a great summer. Take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and we will be back with you before you know it. I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the preview short brought to you by the Non Enough podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.